0: What's going on guys, welcome to episode 22 of NFL Unwrap, this is Perry Aston joined by Corbin Weinerman and Christian McGowan, what's going on guys? Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Hey, how's it going? Got a big episode for you guys today, wildcard weekend, the Antonio Brown, Big Ben fiasco and all the stuff going on in Pittsburgh and the head coach carousel going around the NFL. Before we jump right in guys, want to remind you to listen to our podcast on podcast.com, or the apple podcast app you also can find us on the pulse podcast network you can find them on twitter at pulse pod network you can find us on twitter at nfl unwrap you can find me on twitter at perry Aston. christian on twitter at mcgowan 75 and corbin on twitter at corbin unwrapped let's jump right into it guys antonio brown big ben steelers a lot going on in pittsburgh I'm going to start with you, Christian. What do you think about everything going on? We'll start with that Jesse James comment saying that they're the Kardashians of the NFL. They're tied in Jesse James saying that today. So what's your take on what's going on in Pittsburgh?
1: I mean, that's the perfect reference. You have Lady on Bell, who's like Kim Kardashian. And right. you have Antonio Brown, who's like, I don't know who the other one is. Chloe. Chloe. I honestly that's the depth of my knowledge of that family. But <laughs> got Courtney. I got I the know. knowledge <laughs> for you guys. That's cool. Uh, Chris, that's the mom. But <laughs> they are becoming a spectacle, and not in a good way. We're talking about them for all the wrong reasons. They're not in the playoffs. They're not signing their franchise tag player. They're not keeping their stars happy. There's right. there's a problem. There's, here. Yeah, obvious problem. And you have Antonio Brown reportedly throwing footballs at Big Ben, which I know Colin Coward's on his show. In any work setting in America, that is grounds to be fired and relieved of your job. So. I don't think we should take that lightly. That is inappropriate behavior of someone, especially in their 30s. There's a lot of red flags here, one of which is Big Ben having all this commotion at the very tail end of his career. I think it's going to be something that, beyond him being a rapist, is something that we look oh my at. God. Um, I mean, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Uh, it is what it is. But I mean,
0: it's more along the lines of Big Ben is a problem in the locker room. You can say whatever you want about his mistakes in the beginning of his career. But when you're a problem at the end of your career, that's what you're going to be known as. I agree. And this is where there's been a few issues now to where he seems like he's a finger pointer. He doesn't really take responsibility a lot. He's always looking for someone to blame with A.B., Le'Veon, a lot of problems here. And there's a common denominator in my opinion. But the thing is, he's coming off a year now. He's thrown about, what, 5,000 yards this season, 30-something touchdowns. That's a a very good year. And... You have to take in consideration that Mike Tomlin is probably going to get
2: fired at some point. His seat is so hot. It's not it's not in the Steelers. You, they lost, blood, I though. believe.
0: They were seven two and one and ended up missing the playoffs.
2: It led them to two Super Bowls. I think, even though, yeah, and the, end, up, the up, end of this look season. Look what
0: McCarthy did. McCarthy McCarthy led the the Packers won one Super Bowl they, and really, and they have
2: not been as good as the Steelers. It's been close, but the Packers have kind of tailed off for the past few years. They've now missed the playoffs for two years. But this was a Tomlin,
0: This was a hard I, fall for the Steelers, and it looks like Tomlin doesn't have much control of the players when there seems to be so much going which on. Is, there. Which is which yeah, is true. But true. so when there is this much going on in a place, the Packers didn't have anything going on drama wise. Just Aaron Rodgers wasn't happy. Yeah, yeah, at this point, you blew what happened to be pretty much a shoe in for the playoffs. You yeah. somehow blew this. And every single problem going around the NFL had something to do with the Steelers this year, with Le'Veon, with A.B. It's a joke. The Jesse James comment couldn't be better. It is a reality show there. And at that point, if you are Steelers ownership, Who are you going to go blame? You're not going to go fire every player that has a problem because it's going to be Big Ben, Le'Veon, who you really let go, and A.B., who's the other person that makes plays, and Juju can dance all he wants across the field. He can't throw it to himself. And James Conner is a good system running back because that's all you really need in the NFL. It's been proven now. Look at Jalen Samuels, who had played fantastic... Through the rest of the year in that Steelers system. But you
1: have to give Tomlin a shot. With all of this going on, you have to at least give him a chance to correct what happened. Right. I'm not
0: saying get fired right this second, but this is something that can happen... Throughout this off If season.
1: he's going to get five, not the offseason, off season, season, no. no, no shot. If it's going to happen, it's going to be 365 days from now. And it's going to have to be a whole other season. Regardless, like
0: you can say his seat is a lot harder than it was before. And I, before. I, I agree. I mean, That's this is fair. A, this was a fall. And this but is now a lot of going You have on. three
1: superstars that are being mishandled. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Big I Ben. I agree. Someone has to be accountable. You, Someone has to steer the ship in the right, right direction. So you can go a multitude of ways. You can either have Big Ben be like, hey, we're not going to cut you. We're not going to trade you, but we need to mutually part ways. Allow Big Ben to either run into the sunset, keep Antonio Brown, and try to work around him, or if Big Ben wants to stay, then they're going to have to bite the bullet and take that massive cap load that I don't think anyone has an exact number on what that hit is going to be because we have reports that it's going to be $22 million, but if they cut him before March 18th, it could be $6 million. Regardless, if they get rid of Antonio Brown, Big Ben's going to retire soon. I know he flirts with it every yeah. single offseason. season. Yeah. right. If it was me, I would try to part ways with Big Ben and try to
0: salvage my relationship with Antonio Brown. Juju Smith-Schuster is a great piece to have there, but without Antonio Brown, and if you have to take any huge cap hit, even if it leaves you with more flexibility in 2020 or 2021, it leaves you with that problem of having to find his replacement in the meantime with a A short budget, and you're going to have to strike gold in the draft like you did with Juju, but you kind of swung and missed with James Washington. So you kind of have to 50-50 shot that and hope that they develop right away, or you go and find someone at the bare minimum that's coming off a bad situation. I don't know how they're going to find a replacement that's going to Put up the production or half of the production that Antonio Brown does because I think we're forgetting that he's a top three wide receiver. No doubt, people can have the argument that he's the best in the league. Regardless of where he goes, he's going to make every one of the thirty-one teams in the NFL a better team. So I don't disagree. Yeah. And how are you going to find that replacement with nickels and dimes? I don't let Gruden convince you to trade it away for a first-round pick. (laughs) Yeah, I mean they're going to hang. He's going to be a stealer this year because the cap. Whatever you want to talk about. It's way too complicated for them to move on from this grade of a player at what a time crunch. You're just going to force this to happen. And Mike Tomlin today, there was a quote Adam Schefter reported saying that Antonio Brown hasn't officially requested a trade. So this may just be speculation, but there literally was a quote today from their coach that he hasn't requested anything well, it's maybe officially, formally. Officially. Officially. Yeah. To me, that could be
1: yeah. like Interim Brown saying, I'm out, trade me, and then left, and then being like, okay, like, well, that wasn't Kevin.
0: official. Like Kevin Durant you
1: write it down. Like
0: Durant, that's why I'm out. <laughs> you know, that's why but I'm out. out. But wait, let's but,
2: go through some scenarios if he does get traded. I think with Antonio Brown, because of that $21 million cap hit that they would most likely have if they did trade him for mm-hmm. this upcoming year. I believe if they wait to trade him after next season, then there's no cap hit if they trade him or cut him. Which I don't see why you would cut one of the best. There's no way favors. you cut Antonio. You're going to get it's something for him. Not
0: that bad of a problem, right?
2: What I'm thinking is that they hold on to Antonio Brown for another year. Whether they can manage Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown together we'll have to see. After this upcoming year, if they want to go ahead and trade him, I think then it makes a lot more sense because if you trade him now, you're kind of in the same situation where you were with Le'Veon Bell a year ago, where the Steelers gave Bell that franchise tag knowing that, I mean, Bell had threatened, I think even the year before, that he would retire rather than um, sign a franchise tag, but he signed the franchise tag last year, so they gambled, thought that he would sign it again. When he didn't, That 14.1, 14.2, whatever they had pledged to him in the franchise tag, that counted against their cap. So they couldn't go out and sign defensive players, which the Steelers needed. Desperately. And realistically, if they hadn't given Le'Veon Bell that franchise tag and just let him walk, They're probably in the playoffs right now. They have more depth on defense for sure. They should be in the playoffs regardless. Yeah, but on top of that, they don't have the lingering drama of is Levin on Bell coming? Is he not going into, what was it, like week 12 or something? I think this is the
0: first first instance that we've really seen how replaceable the running back position is. And that's why they had to give him that franchise tag because what do you think you're going to take the chance on James Conner and ride into the sunset, even though it's a good story with him coming from Pittsburgh Overcoming cancer, he's an amazing guy. You can tell the whole entire state roots for him. But you don't take that chance and say, "No, we're moving on from him" because we have this gem and we know it. You can't do that to not go out and try and get Le'Veon Bell back. It would have been a mistake at that time. But now you see how James Conner seamlessly replaced him, and then now with James Conner even being injured at the end of the year, Jalen Samuels running the way that he's run behind this offensive line and in this offense. It seems like no matter who you put there, they're going to find production. So why go and spend the money if you can just do what a lot of these NFL teams are doing right now and just find the next quote-unquote bell cow running back because it seems like there is a factory for them nowadays. There's nothing special about a lot of these guys. John Kelly going to do what Gurley can do. Yeah, C.J. Anderson put up some great numbers, but it's still not the same player, the same threat
2: yeah, but I mean, that ain't but the still, point. A, yeah, exactly. Ironically, said, ironically, with Le'Veon Bell, he sat out this year because he wanted to get a good paycheck for himself, a nice long one. Ironically, he might have made the contract that he's going to get this upcoming year lower by sitting out because by him sitting out, it showed just how replaceable running backs are. If Le'Veon Bell was on the Steelers, I'm not even sure that they make the playoffs. They just needed one more win. Is Le'Veon Bell going to give you one more win than James Conner and Jalen Samuels well, game? clearly not, because James Conner's
0: statistics were yeah. a
2: lot better than Le'Veon
0: Bell's. It, it was a comparable numbers, but of course injuries, there was a few games he missed, especially the first five, six, seven games of the season. When you put the first X amount of games versus the X amount of games for Le'Veon Bell in 2017 and Conner in 2018, Conner's were better across the entire board. So yeah, he's replaceable. A lot of these running backs are and it's unfortunate because now the market's going to get even more confusing for running backs, but it's kind of just how it is. With Le'Veon Bell, we're going to discuss just a couple scenarios with where maybe we think he may end up, and with Antonio Brown as well. Corbin put up a couple polls on Twitter this week asking you guys kind of where you thought they'd both end up if they weren't going to be in Pittsburgh. So we're going to share the results of those kind of see what you guys thought, and we'll share maybe a couple scenarios on our end.
2: So let's start off with Antonio Brown. So we asked you guys, what team will Antonio Brown be on for Week One of the 2019 NFL season? These polls are still open for another day and a half, so if you haven't voted, go ahead and vote, please. Right now, we have the Steelers and 49ers both tied at 41 percent, Jets at 5 percent, and then other team at 13 percent. What do you guys think? Do you think our followers got it right? With I mean, Peter they went 41
0: percent, 41 percent. So this thing is
1: a toss-up. Like, if he does get traded, it's going to be the 49ers. Be the I
0: think I'm in the same boat as you guys, but I don't think he's going to get traded, like we just said. So he'll be with the Steelers. But of course, all the eerie tweets that we saw from George Kittle and the 49ers and Antonio Brown, it seems like he's flirting with that possibility or kind of maybe just trying to flop his dick on the table for the Steelers and so that he will go wherever he wants. He doesn't care. And then you saw Jamal Adams tweeting at him today from the Jets. It's just going to be a long offseason on Twitter. For a lot of these players, but I mean, where do you think he's going to end up, Christian? Do you think he's going to stay? I don't know why, it's just a feeling I think they're going to trade him. I don't know why, I feel like this is bad.
1: I'll get inside a question. I think logic points to it not happening. I don't know why I just woke up this morning and the (laughs) the twiggle of my pants told me that. This is so much money. (laughs) I I agree, but the Steelers seem like the type of team to like, Shoot a horse in the back of its head just to prove a point. I just could totally see that if they can find a way to lower that cap hit, or if they can find After some way. After they
0: fumbled Le'Veon Bell this hard, there's no way they go into. I don't know, fight just. Him think, for a third round
2: pick, there's no way. It's just way. a weird
0: feeling. A third round
2: pick? No, on. no. I was going to say, I think he's on the Steelers to start next year, but. If they do trade him, it would be because some team gives them a ridiculous offer. Or the and second
1: overall pick.
2: Look, the Niners are unique, unlike the Jets. Jets have Sam Darnold, who they think is going to be their quarterback moving forward. The Niners, they have their franchise quarterback because they paid him like one in Jimmy Garoppolo. They have almost no weapons around him. They got George Kittle, who's obviously a good tight end. By one accident. Of the, yeah, And then Jarek McKinnon, who we think will have a pretty good role in that offense once he's healthy. I know you disagree, Christian. No, he'll be a cute little weapon for them to use. But they have no wide receiver depth at all. I just think that if any team's going to make a ridiculous offer, it's going to be the Niners. And I think it be tempting for the Steelers. If they do that, they're basically signaling, look, next year, we're not making the playoffs. We're not contending next year. We're building for the future because that cap, hit doesn't come off the books for another year. But then they can start to build. uh,
1: Trevor Lawrence, the year after that. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I mean, who knows how much longer Ben Roethlisberger is going to be playing. But
1: I mean, if he flirts with retiring every year, it seems like a good chance. Go ahead
2: and do it. I mean, if any
1: of a better time... They're trending in the direction of not winning a Super Bowl. So in my mind, if it's not a paycheck, what is there to play for? If he's already having those thoughts about retiring, what are
2: you chasing? Yeah, I mean, he's made enough money where I don't think Mm -hmm. he'd be in it just for the paycheck, but And all these things
1: about him throwing players under the bus, like it's not a good look for that tail end of your career, and I think if you're not winning a Super Bowl, your next thought should be Hall of Fame and
2: legacy. So what happens, let's say the Steelers do end up trading Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger maybe stays another year, maybe not. I think that's more likely. But what happens with Mike Tomlin then? Because I think right now, I'm not going to say it's a hot seat for him, but I'll say it's lukewarm feeling it a little bit, but I still think that with everything that he's done, he has a lot more leeway than another coach would have in a similar position. If he can get the GM and the
1: ownership around, because the Steelers don't change coaches very often.
2: If he can get them behind a
1: rebuild and say, hey, what we have right now isn't going to win. We need to scrap it for two years and let me be the guy that's going to be the face of this rebuild. He can save his job with the Steelers and still rebuild. Do I think that they should rebuild? 100%. Big Ben is... One hit away, he's flirting with retirement every year. They don't have a consistent quarterback, and now their biggest star is at war with them. Now is like a point. Do you go with Ben? You double down with him for two more years? Do you go with A.B.? What do you do? But they need to do something now because if they just do nothing and try to Jimmy Butler this situation, <laughs> I cannot wait. If Antonio Brown and Big Ben are there going into fall camp, I want that to be the HBO hard knocks. Please, I will I <laughs> It has to be. Hard Antonio um, Brown's going to come in and go to the practice squad and put up 41 points. I in wish it, it. could you be, no, be the I only wish it, team that
2: I'll go watch. I wish it could be Hard Knocks, but one of the rules for Hard Knocks is that you have to have not made the playoffs in the last 2 years. Otherwise, you can decline it. No team ever wants to be on Hard Knocks. So, unfortunately, it's going to be the Steelers, but Dang it, we'll, we'll see. see. Uh, let's move on to the other poll. What team will Le'Veon Bell be on for the week 1 of 2019 season? Colts Winning at thirty three percent, other at thirty one percent, Jets at twenty seven percent, Steelers at nine percent. I'm just going to start this off by saying there's no way he's on the Steelers. That's next adorable. Year. Did
1: you put
0: that, the fact there? that I was put an the on there? Steelers on there? stop. Get <laughs> out of here. But, oh my god. The fact no, that you no. guys voted for this Wait, team, no, the fact that put put Steelers you. on there. No, and he's all right now. Technically. No, he's not. Technically. He's on LA Fitness. Yeah, he's on <laughs> the All-Pro 24-hour basketball team. The, the fact, fact that you that guys put other judge. I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say for other. I'm going to say Colts for myself. I know somebody said Yeah, I'm saying Colts. Somebody yeah. said Bell and Brown both to New England and I laughed at that one. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so funny. Um In all honesty, if he wants
1: money, the Jets are going to be the team that's going to grossly overpay him. The
0: Colts have a lot of money, too. So that could be a team that really can put out a lot of money for
1: him. But they have Marlon Mack, who is a
0: Safeway generic version of him already. Uh, I guess he's not nearly as good in the passing game. It's just still Le'Veon Bell and do you flirt with that idea? Because that will move us into the wild card weekend with the Colts being in it. And it's just, do they win this week? How far do they go? And then do you sniff that playoff chance and say, what do we have to do to become elite compared to just being here? And then is it taking a chance on a player with the resume like Le'Veon Bell when you have that money with the offensive line that you have finally and Andrew Luck playing well? This could be the year that the Colts just make a splash and sell a shit ton of jerseys and try and get everyone behind the Colts as this new and improved team.
1: I just see Le'Veon Bell like, I want 16 million. The Jets are like, okay, take takes 17 and a half. And
0: like, oh, okay. And the Colts hear that. And they're just okay. like, I'm not going to pay that. Like,
2: that's how no, I realistically. You pay that much for Bell, no. Wait, you're an idiot.
0: I don't know. We'll I wouldn't see put how this on. goes
2: in the market this year. It's one, I mean, one of those a huge. 17 and a half now. No, no what thinking. do you guys think his contract's going to be realistically? Because Gurley, 15 a year I for think, how many years? Because Gurley got 40 years, 60 million. He was, I believe, 23 when he signed his I contract. Think three, Bell's going to be 27 when he signed 3 for signs 45. His for 45, I'm not right even going to so? answer this question. I have no idea how the running back market's going to change with the mistake that Le'Veon Bell just did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, know how much
0: people are going to overpay? So I have not even. That's why I right think now. like
2: three years, forty maybe if maybe he's 40. lucky. Yeah, okay, I just I, I don't see it going any higher than about. I'll put my firstborn child three for forty-five. <laughs> Lock
0: it in. <laughs> that moves us into Wildcard Weekend with the Colts that we were just talking about. The number six Colts at the number three Texans. Saturday, January 5th at 4.35 Eastern time. We're going to do our game predictions and what we think. We can go even further and say if either of these two teams has a chance to beat who they would be playing next in the playoff bracket. So we could start with this first matchup and who you guys think, Christian. The number six Colts, number three Texans, who are you going to take? I think the Colts pull the upset. Andrew Luck is going to pull the upset. The Texans are red
1: hot, and I think every sign goes to them winning this, but... My natural inclination is that the Colts are going to be the team that just eases them and eases them away, and they're going to be the ones to walk away
2: with it. Corbin, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with Christian. Texans, I think, are, what, 9-1 and one in their last 10 games I mean, or they something? They lost the first three, oh, I know that. only team that's beaten them in the last however many games is the Colts in Houston. These two teams, they played each other twice in the regular season because they're in the same division. Each team won by three on the opponent's field. Hot as the Texans have been, the Colts have been just as hot. And Andrew Luck's a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. you got the issues with how many times Deshaun Watson's been sacked, I believe. He was sacked more than any other quarterback that's ever made the playoffs this year. I just think when it gets to the playoffs, it's more times than not Mm -hmm. whoever has the best quarterback. Mm -hmm. If the teams surrounding them are somewhat similar, and I think this is a case of that.
1: Houston's O-line is suspect at best, and the Colts have, in my
0: opinion, the best rising offensive line in the National Football League. Right. I can agree with you guys. Colts, all three of us are going to go in on the upset. Number six Colts... Taking it against the Texans at Houston, so we have mm-hmm. a bold predictions to start mm-hmm. this one, guys. If we're saying the Colts. Do they have a chance to beat the Chiefs, who would be their next opponent? Corbin, we'll start
2: with you. Uh, I'm not gonna go that far. Uh, we are saying
0: the Colts are going to move forward. Yeah, when I'm saying the, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs, Chiefs beat the Colts, who are going to Chiefs win. Beat the I mean,
2: the Chiefs beat the Colts by i I'm stone
0: cold sober. I'm saying the Chiefs as well. I'm, if I was a little higher than or <laughs> a little drunker, I might you know get into this, but we're not going to. Okay, on to the next matchup, guys. The number five Seahawks at the number four Cowboys. Seahawks, lock it in. Saturday, January 5th at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to start with Christian. Seahawks. And with Corbin, Seahawks. I'm going Cowboys. So <laughs> I mean, it's not even a question. At, at Dallas, right now, with how they're playing and the way Dak Prescott is playing right now, with Zeke, the way that he's playing, and this defense, mm-hmm. this is a team that the Seahawks have had a cute run, but this isn't a chance. Cowboys have had a
2: pretty cute run. The Cowboys' had cute run—they run. won yes. literally like adorable. I just
0: said they were going to win bring my predictions. I said that the Eagles, if they made the playoffs, would be a wild card team. Barely making it in, and I, I think my predictions were straight on. So, oh, right the now. fans,
1: just let this know if the Cowboys lose and Perry doesn't pick up my phone call, I will drive to his work. I will find wherever he is at and ask
0: him how he's feeling at that very moment. It's I a little will time, hide time so tradition if they lose this game. But I like to make my picks unbiased, and if there was a better team against the Cowboys right now, if this was the Colts or the Texans playing the Cowboys, to be honest, I would be picking the Colts or the Texans, both to beat the Cowboys in this matchup. But because they're playing the Seahawks right now, they have no chance to beat this Cowboys team. No chance. No chance. That is. They have no chance to beat this Cowboys team. Okay, well, the
2: game starts at 8.15 Eastern on January 5th, so 11.30-ish Eastern time on Saturday. Just everyone tweet Perry when the Seahawks beat the Cowboys. Please do at Perry ass. At Perry ass
0: when the Cowboys win. We'll go, how about them Cowboys? All caps together, guys. We're going to ride into to the next (laughs) round. We done,
2: boys. All right, so before we can move on to predictions about what's going to happen in the next round we have to do the three versus six seed in the NFC since the lower seed of Wild Card Weekend plays the one seed and the higher seed of the winner on Wild Card Weekend plays the two seed so number six Eagles playing at the number three Bears That's Sunday, January 6th at 4.40 p.m. Eastern time. Christian will start off with you. Who wins? The
1: Bears are going to put a ass whooping on them. I couldn't even agree more. This is going to be a
0: complete pounding. The Eagles, a heartbeat away from a rebuild. I told you guys they made playoffs (sighs) to be barely by the skin of their teeth. They ran that wild card vibe last year. They just had such a run with Nick Foles like such a Cinderella run that wasn't because of how great their roster was. Well, Cinderella's slipper is getting stepped on this year I because agree. the Bears the are... The Bears! Really,
1: the, the, I think the Bears, the Bears would be
0: the Cinderella team of this season. The Bears! And I think Corbin's just slowly crying inside, but the Bears! The going to be that
2: uh, Cinderella again. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please don't get, don't don't get him for your Packers. Please don't pick no. the fucking Eagles. Are right you kidding
0: me? Right Please don't pick the Eagles. We're good
2: at quarterback. All right. No, I'm going Bears. Okay. Bears are winning this. Perfect. So. All of us would have the Bears playing the Rams, so let's start Mm -hmm. with that. I mean, Bears beat the Rams earlier. That was in Chicago. This one would be in LA. California Sun, where
0: Jared Goff's small hands can throw. (laughs) It's going to be the Rams.
1: When I watched him, I went to the game last week. When he plays in California weather, like, it really is just, like, a whole different level, which scares me because going forward, that's what he needs to
2: work on, is playing well, not in the best weather. Well, luckily for him, the Saints play in a dome, and that's the only road game they'd have in the playoffs. True, but I mean,
1: going forward, to me, how he played against the Bears and just seeing how he gripped the ball and would throw the ball in cold temperatures, Peyton Manning had the same kind of problem. and know he had the glove. He tried to fix that, but... That was scary. That is
0: something that is a huge thing that he needs to improve on going forward. But for this matchup, I'm going to go oh, with no. the Rams with or without yeah. Goff yeah. having a great game. I'm going to say that their defense shows up and that Gurley shows up and Sean McVay Good weather Bay. Goff. Sean yeah, McVay is not going to lose twice to yeah, the Bears. Exactly. Yeah, McVay is
2: too good of a coach right. to lose again yeah. and... Especially only put up what they put Nagy's up. Nagy's a teams. hell of a coach, though. So he let's is. shout out Nagy yes. for having a great year. That green offense greener.
0: Could be coach of the year. I that was offense my pick. That is so was,
2: much better than it should be. That was oh, my yeah. pick
0: for coach of the year.
2: I was thinking about that earlier today. I think that's probably the easiest. That was by player, far... That right. was
0: by far... Well, it's just because of what he's done with the yeah. team. The True. Chiefs were this, the, did you say, almost as good. The Chiefs yeah, were but, almost as I good already. Mean, the
2: Chiefs good, yeah. Yeah
0: supposed to but i think what he's helped patrick mahomes do i guess but season. this is a whole t- if you said they were going to be better than the vikings this year and the packers i'm serious or even you well, probably with- be laughing with the second best defensive player <laughs> even after
2: though i didn't think they were going to win the NFC I
1: I watched that first game, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, they look really good. <laughs> wow.
2: All right, so then the other NFC matchup would be for Christian and me, the Seahawks playing the Saints, and for Perry, the Cowboys. Christian, I'll start with you. Don't even ask me. It's going to yeah. be the Saints. I yeah, guess. I have the Saints. Too. I have
0: the Saints as well. Okay. That was easy. NFC
2: Championship game would be the Rams at the Saints for all of us. Christian, I'll start with you on this oh, one.
1: I wish I had the money to go back to New Orleans, where I went to school, put on Rams gear and just be the most ignorant fan because we are coming in the Superdome. All of you Cajun heads listening to this, we are coming in to your Mercedes Dome. I never saw one Mercedes in Louisiana and we are coming in there and we're going to beat the brakes off y'all. Y'all have one thing,
0: it's football and we do
1: it better. We are coming. We are coming. Who dat? That's us, the
0: Rams. All right. I'm going to let Christian ride that so hard. I'm just going to agree. That was awesome.
2: Yeah, I'm going Rams. Yeah, so, I'm not even going to uh, give a take. Christian, that was so Christian awesome. We uh, <laughs> let's, let's do the last wild card matchup. So, number five Chargers at the number four Ravens. Sunday, January 6th, 1.05 p.m. Eastern time. Perry? Give me the Chargers. Chargers are a dark horse for me. Big dark horse team. It doesn't concern you at all that they lost to Baltimore Chargers. two weeks ago? Uh, no. no. I
0: mean, that's another game. I mean, yeah, yeah it's going to lose it's, it's twice a, again. Yeah. And this is a team, their offense... Phillip Rivers, when are you going to win? It's going to be now with this team that you have. He's going to throw those ugly sidearm balls
1: all the way to the Super Bowl. They could, as they're my dark horse team. Okay. Them and the Bears. I like it. I
2: think if they get past the Ravens, they're my favorites mm. to get out of the AFC, which spoils my picks because I said this is the least confident oh, I am in it. any of my picks, but I'm going Chargers here. That loss and the Ravens having the best defense in the league, that does concern me, but Yeah, I don't see them losing twice in, what, two, three weeks to the Ravens. Absolutely. The Chargers. All right, so uh, they would be playing the number two seeded uh, New England Patriots. Who do you guys have winning that? Chargers. Chargers. Give me the Chargers! Give me the Chargers.
0: Chargers. It's not even LA. Like, I don't even give a shit about the Chargers. It's give me them unbiased. (laughs) They're going to beat the Patriots. Tom Brady is a great football player still, Belichick is still a great coach. But this team is not good enough to make the Super Bowl, let alone make a Super Bowl, run and win it. I've told every single Boston friend that I have that I've made through our sports networking, guys, there is no chance this team's not good enough. I don't care how much you play in snow. You're
1: not going to win. I agree. New England does not have it anymore. I know it seems counterintuitive to say anything against the Patriots, but
2: if you have eyeballs, they're not the same team. It's so weird not having the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. They've been in, what, like 10 out of the last 11 years or something? Before I was in puberty. <laughs> I have the Chargers winning, and then they're going to take on the Chiefs in Kansas City. They split the regular season series 1-1. Perry, I'll start with you. Who do you have winning that? I'm going safe. I'm going Kansas City. I'm going to go Kansas City versus wow. the Rams.
0: And I'm gonna give it to the Rams for me. Like I've said since the beginning, it's gonna be a hell of a game. I think the Rams ride this. Sean McVay's went through the controversy. He was gonna go through at the end of the year. He's gonna ride this through. Himself. Let me just jump the gun. This is gonna be an all LA Super Bowl. Every single. Oh, I love other it So much. much. I love it so much.
1: Turn I on your TV. TV set. I have to
0: play it safe, guys. But I just like if what <laughs> do I want? I want that.
1: I'm going to make so many ripped in half jerseys of just like half. I'm just going to roof for both teams and just get blacked down to poop my pants in celebration of. I'm going I'm to take off work either way because an LA team's going to win and I'm going to go on a parade. Oh, I'm sorry, boss. Um, my I'm whole kidney hurts. Can't come in today. Like, no. All LA Super Bowl. I'm taking the day off from work. Lock it in. Boss, if you're listening to this, I don't even care.
0: Schedule it. Lock in my PTO. It's done. It's awesome. I schedule myself and the other managers, so I will not be working on.
2: Super Bowl I'm the only that, one
0: that's a sports fan too so it won't even be an issue. <laughs> that works perfectly.
2: Yeah, I got the Chargers being the Chiefs all LA Super Bowl. I actually I bet on the Chargers ah, and yes, to win the Super Bowl Thank before for the going. season started. So, Let's go. Uh, Corbin has a gambling nice. addiction. I like it. Yeah. Not yet, but working for it. Like, one, uh, <laughs> one of
0: my frat bros hit me up and said, Hey Perry, you want to make a sports betting account like a lot of the brothers have? And I was like, absolutely not. Uh, like, i you have, know my addictive person. I've stayed so far away from sports betting. My, you know. uh, Mike Drop Sports,
1: who we do uh, some of the college stuff with. I literally asked him, I was like, oh, should I bet you know Cincy against the spread or for the spread? And he's like, take Cincy. They're going to win by more than seven. What team wins by like three points? Cincy,
2: uh, the one
1: person I asked for advice on college football, I think, do it, do it, and you lost me thirty-five dollars. I want you to go to Bravada and give me my money back.
0: <laughs> what do you think going all the way? Yeah, Super Bowl. Who wins? Who do you think Chargers, wins? Rams. Rams.
2: Barry, do yours first. I, I, did, I already said, said it. I said Rams. You was said Rams win. I said over Rams. The Chiefs and yeah. Rams. I'm gonna go Rams, but ooh, oh, that's such that a Chargers point. defense is nice. better than the Rams, which I did not expect.
0: I yeah, love it. I love I'll it. go
2: with the Rams, but whoo,
0: that's tough. The fact that there could be two Los Angeles teams in the Super Bowl is really fucking cool considering we haven't had a team in a while before a few years ago to now have two teams officially here in LA and to have them both taken off the way that they are at this exact time. It's going to be a such a cool vibe around this city. So I'd be really excited <sighs> to see how that all goes down. If that is the case, you better be flying out here and coming to party <laughs> with me, Christian and Corbin. You hit up our DMs, and we're going to be going crazy for Super Bowl week.
2: Yeah, and I know that the Chargers would be playing in Kansas City if they were playing in the AFC championship game. But I just thought about what would happen like two, three years from now if the Chargers and Rams both were playing in their conference championship games. Because you both play on Sunday. They're going to be in the same stadium. Do you have back-to-back games? Yes. Or that yes. is crazy. Yes, you know we have. Traffic the would down be here to get insane. That, that would be unbelievable. Just how match. do you clear people out I'll out of the stadium the for the first game to the second one? You you take offer, the metro,
0: Corbin. You offer free victory dogs outside.
2: Boom! <laughs> you, you have up, all those you shopping post up those, carts those
1: little ladies out there. with the
0: shopping carts, and they got those for, bacon wrapped hot dogs. Get in there for, for people know, who those aren't those come from out.
1: L.A. It's a staple of L.A. sports that they're these la- mostly little ladies. They're on <laughs> shopping carts with. All these roasted peppers and onions and bacon wrap hot dogs, and they're like five dollars each, and they are the freaking
0: bomb. You guys need to come out
2: to L.A. for Super Bowl <laughs> week and hang out with us. We went to a USC game last year, and we got out of the game, and Christian, would you get one or two of them? However, I, I spent maybe. ten dollars. Yeah. I was drunk. You tell me. But I don't know. I don't want to do that because I just I feel like those hot dogs. H- Corbin, h- 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 from i from, from Subway from h- h- oh. with
0: olives. And the mayonnaise that's his, been there forever? I don't oh put mayonnaise my, on anything. Oh I'm God. not that white. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on, guys, to the head coaching market around the NFL the right carousel. now. The carousel. The carousel. And the teams that do need coaches, the Browns, the Bengals, the Cardinals, the Jets, the Packers, the Broncos, the Dolphins, and the Buccaneers. A lot of bees in there. A lot of Bs. Yes. We're going to talk briefly through each team, and I do have a list of hot names that have been going around for candidates and a little bit of news for pretty much each one if they have interviews lined up or have already had meetings. A lot of them got them started today, Wednesday, is when we're recording tonight. So let's start with the Browns, which seems to be the most sought-out head coaching position right now with the amount of assets that they have and the rebuild that they started this last year with that flip that they did with the team. You have John Dorsey who's willing to make moves. This seems to be the one job that the reports that I've read seems to be the best. Do you really think that's more
2: sought out than the Packers? This isn't No,
0: 100%. For rebuilding purposes, with the amount of picks that you have stocked up, you can do whatever you want with the direction of the team right now. With the Packers, they do very yeah. well with the draft last year on the defensive side of the ball with Jair Alexander and Jackson, you're not going to hit that again coming forward because you don't have the same draft as you have to get lucky. Well, I mean, they
2: have two first-rounders. But I think even more than that, it's just how often does the ability to coach a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers come around versus going to a situation like the Browns where, yes, they look like they're— I agree, but
0: look at Baker Mayfield, who is now this great of a quarterback and is about to be in his second year in the NFL. Not saying that Rodgers is coming down— Right now, I'm just saying that they have a lot of time to build a dynasty there in Cleveland. I think when you talk about jobs, the story franchise will always be
1: more of a coveted job. What you said makes... A lot of sense. Yeah, they have more draft capital and they have more
0: flexibility. Have in their John Dorsey is who they have as well. The Browns were almost in playoff contention at the end of this year when they were. I'm, not, I'm here. not
2: saying it's a bad job. They had coolers, take, coolers for beer like,
0: when the Browns would win one game. And if if we you're were trying talking to go to them Canton, going to playoffs.
2: This yeah, you year. If you're trying to
1: go to Canton, you go to the Packers. If you're trying to reinvent yourself, you're trying to come onto the scene, then you go to the Browns. If let's talk about the Packers real quick. Josh McDaniels, if he goes to the Packers, right? Well, he seems to be their top choice. We're going to go over the candidates in a second, but I don't think he would even sniff the Browns.
0: Oh, it's just a different situation.
1: I agree with you. And are going to draw a different crowd. The Browns, unfortunately, draw a crowd of, you need to strike lightning in a bottle. The crowd that the Packers are going to draw is, we right. need someone with a resume, with a suit, A haircut. The Browns will take the frat boy, you know, pop beer shots. It could call a good play. I
0: agree. I'm just saying. When you talk about the most sought out job right now, how many? It's the Packers. How many? It's the Packers. Packers. What they have said reportedly is that they have Josh McCann on the top of their list, and the only way he's not going to get this job is if he quote unquote.
2: Doesn't want it. Jim Caldwell and yeah, Chuck Pagano. Yeah,
0: so at this point, I I, I the rumor, with you They're rumored
2: to be interested in Pat Fitzgerald Northwest. No, Coach, he, turned he turned that down oh, today. He turned that down today.
0: He declined okay. any interest. We have Aaron Rodgers, for God's sake. And you are Lombardi. Yeah. You get it. And you guys are right. There's going to be different candidates. But almost every name on this list has rather... Vice versa, interest in the Browns, an interview set up. Bruce Arians has said the only team he will coach and come back for is the Browns. It seems like the Browns are that most talked about team, the team that's had the most change in the past year and has the most flexibility moving forward to kind of do what you want. So you guys are right. Coming into the Packers, I think there's going to be more stability right away because they're going to get back to their winning ways. You have Rodgers and you have ownership that isn't used to losing, they're not going to continue to lose. But I think the Browns are the most exciting job. And you're right, a coach can reinvent himself or solidify his career by doing it the way he wants to. Amazing coach coming off a bad situation, or even a guy like Chuck Pagano or Bruce Arians, who's had a great career, went off on kind of a weird note, but coming back, that's a good resume too. I think we're all in agreement that those are probably the top
2: Two yeah, jobs that you two. you definitely can top get we can you
0: one. can debate either side at this point and I'd like to hear your guys' opinions if you want to hit us on Twitter.
2: If you were a head coach candidate, who would you want to go coach? I think in regards to Packers versus Browns, I think with the Packers there's a clearer path to success where mm-hmm. I think with the Browns you're right, Perry, but you have the opportunity going there to turn into success year after year. A lot of good young pieces, but there are so many different moving parts that have to line up perfectly in order for that to happen. Whereas the Packers, the Packers though
0: and Baker Mayfield, they it, it gold. seems like
1: one is you're applying for the CEO of Facebook, another one is applying for a CEO at a very popular startup yeah. company. The startup company of all these young people. It's fun. You can take it wherever you want. But if you go and be the CEO of Facebook, you know what you're doing, you're coming into somewhere that's established, has no, a no, war chest I, I agree that's how I see the yeah. situation if you ask me I want to go be the CEO of Facebook I'll let some other one go make someone else's dream happen i hope
0: that you
2: get to where Facebook is exactly
0: no I, I can totally see where we're all coming from here but for the Browns who do you think is the ideal person for this job in your opinion who do you think if you had to pick one person for the Browns Corbin who do you think it's going to be
2: probably easier just to at least narrow down do they want more of an offensive minded guy or defensive minded I think with the Browns definitely offensive minded. Bruce Arians, I don't know if that's the right fit just because Arians offense is a lot of vertical deep threats whereas Baker Mayfield think that his talents could be better utilized in a different type of system. But I definitely like to see them go offensive with something. There's some talk about Mike McCarthy going there. Well, I don't we, really we do have
0: Jim Caldwell interviewed today and we have yeah. McCarthy interviewing tomorrow. Those would be the two reported interviews that they had. I just
1: up. think McCarthy would be the best. Yeah, he could overall. make sense. He
2: just, he needs to switch up his offense at least a little bit. Cause he needs clearly, to reinvent himself. Yeah, Exactly. Okay. Yeah, problems. so could make sense. What do you think, Perry?
0: Uh, I'm going to go with McCarthy. I think he's going to end up as the coach there if they don't go with Greg Williams and stay in-house because mm-hmm. that's a very real well, possibility. And here's where I, I'm going to say Freddy Greg Kitchens Williams. Even Freddie Kitchens, or just in-house in general. I think they could go that Williams? direction with what they've done.
1: Greg Williams' son, who's an assistant on the Browns, coached me while I was in college. Oh, that's cool. So I'm going to have to root for them because that's a little family connection. Uh-huh. And yeah, had a no, winning record really, with him. He's done some great things. He, he deserves it. it. I at least, don't know at least run, run Freddie one, Kitchens one.
0: with what he's done with Baker Mayfield yeah. and Nick Trubb. They both deserve a shot. I just think the reason 100%. why is
1: because there's so many at least quality candidates in this mm. coaching carousel. You at least have to at least try, you yeah, know, yeah. you're almost shooting yourself in the foot if you Cast don't. The waters. But I could see this almost turning into an Ed Ogeron situation. Greg Williams gets pissed and he walks to oh, I don't later. think he comes back as like offensive oh, no, coordinator. Oh, no,
2: definitely not. I don't think you should. It's a big slap no, in the face. Yeah, yeah. Especially so, when you've been successful like he was.
0: Exactly. So let's move on to the Packers who we just talked about and who you think is going to end up being the coach there. Or it could just still be an unknown because as of right now, Josh McDaniels, you said there was a couple other
2: interviews. So who do you think is going to be the yeah, ending candidate for you? Corbin? Josh McDaniels, I said it on the last podcast. I think it makes a ton of sense. It's really just, is Josh McDaniels ready to leave the Patriots? Which, who knows how much longer Bill Belichick's going to be. Did he sign his soul away? Like, we don't
0: know what happened. What happened during that meeting? And I know that a
2: year ago, when he spurned the Colts, I said on the podcast, there's no way he coaches anywhere else except the Colts. Time heals all wounds. (laughs) 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 McCarthy's gone. Josh, I forgive you for... That very unprofessional move with the Colts, I think his agent ended up leaving him after so that. Corbin's Is this Corbin so, dropping so. <laughs> to his knees? Corbin's Josh, like,
1: he's not going to make two
2: life. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, it's, if he sides, he's going to side, I, I swear. I, gave <laughs> yeah, I, I think Josh McDaniels ultimately ends up with the Packers. What do you think? Okay, I, I mean,
0: I yeah. think we are going to go with him, and if not, the candidate isn't on this list. If he goes to the Packers, and that, that really makes me wonder.
1: If that conversation you have with Bill Belichick and Kraft wasn't, you're going to have the keys to the Patriots, was it, hey, the Colts are actually pretty bad. You should just wait for <laughs> another opportunity to come by. You deserve <laughs> you? better Because if not, then he spurned the Colts to go to the Packers, which it's a more storied franchise, but in terms of situations, they're not that often Yeah, but
2: also you got to remember what it was like a year ago, the situation for the Colts Andrew Luck hadn't played that True. entire I, year I, I We had no idea that Luck was going to come back and look the way that he does The Colts, what did they win the year before? Like four games or something? Well, so, they had Quentin Nielsen level draft pick. Right, no, but I was saying Well, they saying, traded
1: back from that, no? Didn't they have the number Oh, uh, yeah, actually they, they traded, traded back. back. They
2: got Quentin Nelson, who we didn't know was going to be this good. He's of He's well, really a- good the best offensive guards in football um, he'll so, transition to more of a tackle role
1: I feel like it's yeah game. but
2: it's a completely different situation is what I'm saying if the Packers don't go with Josh McDaniels though do you think it makes more sense to go with an offensive minded coach or defensive minded coach I never was super hot into the head coach has to be offense or
1: defensive minded for me as a head coach when I played football the head coach never came into an offensive meeting room or a defensive meeting room. It was just someone that gave speeches, and gave the general like guidance of the team. So for me, it doesn't matter offense or defense. It matters the person. So they're not going to get Josh McDaniels. I know it seems weird, but Jim Harbaugh would be my next ideal candidate for that job because who he is as a person, the way he gives speeches and rallies teams is who I'd want as the Packers head coach.
0: I really I, like that. I really yeah. like that you said that, and I was going to list him later on when we talked about the Dolphins, because what I heard was that they would be the one team that would try the hardest, quote-unquote, to lure him back to the NFL. But That's just funny. <laughs> regardless, the fact that his name pops up every single time that yeah. like, this happens. I mean, I mean, he led Kaepernick. a team with Colin Kaepernick as the quarterback. I,
2: th- I think with Jim Harbaugh My only concern with him is that I think that players start to get tired of him a little bit quicker than Mm -hmm. other coaches because of his fiery nature, and I think him being in college is the perfect spot for him because anyone who's coaching at most is going to be there for five years, Mm -hmm. and they also don't have the leverage that professional players do to get so tired of him. So we'll see. If they don't go with McDaniels, I'd, I'd just like to see someone, if it's not the head coach, Offense coordinator with offensive creativity, which Mike McCarthy lacked.
0: Yeah, Aaron Rodgers play- calls all the plays, and you get someone that likes defense. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad problem. if
1: he had ultimate autonomy over the play call. Yeah, but I don't think should. anybody would Absolutely be upset. Should
2: I don't think anyone would be upset but with at that least decision? Give him the play call of something more creative. Give him
0: Tyron Lucas. We're just going to knock off the Dolphins now because there isn't too many setup interviews. But we did just mention that Jim Harbaugh was a name I saw in reports. They would be the one team trying the hardest to lure him back. To yeah. the NFL from college, so that's where the name surfaces again. The Dolphins have been known to be the least attractive spot out of any of them, it's debatably with that. the Bengals. So it's
2: crazy because just, Miami's
1: an amazing city. Yeah,
2: yeah but it's just team. with the pieces. Even that they though have. what were they? They were like a game out of the playoffs, yeah. but still, you look at that team. Well, they're moving on from Tannehill, yeah. and they quarterback, quarterback injury, is the biggest know. question there, especially
0: with right now this year not looked like it's going to be the best year. on Drake needs to get some more
2: carries going. But
1: forward, think about though. this: every year they've traded away. Their first or second offensive weapon. They traded yeah. away J.H.I., they traded away Jarvis Landry. Yeah, like that's a good point. For a team that's trying to improve, it's... And now like, they're starting quarterback. Yeah, by trying the hardest, to me, that just seems like, yeah, we're going to throw the most money the
0: hardest at him, because w- what
1: else do they have to offer? <laughs> yeah. the available money talks,
2: talk? though. Money does talk.
0: <laughs> talk to group Money definitely talks. <laughs> we're going to move on to the Bengals, another job that isn't the hottest one around, but still... Has pieces there. I'm not a big Andy Dalton fan, but at least they have, have a quarterback that. that's going to be there. Joe next year When the, the brightest spot. spot. Joe Mixon's a good piece. And that defensive line... Is not bad because they actually threw a lot of money at oh way overpaid. They played yeah. a lot of money for the defensive line to be okay. So, but the <laughs> the secondary is god awful and they played very bad at the end of the year. But yeah. then, but again, offensively, offensively you got AJ Green still and Joe Mixon. You have Tyler Boyd who's yeah. broken John out. Ros- so you has, have John Rosk at some point has potential to just run right. straight and catch the ball. But he catches all these tiny games. slant touchdown passes. I don't know. He me off. But we're going to talk about some of the head coaching candidates. Vance Joseph had a meeting today with the. Bengals, so that's a name that I do really like there from the Broncos, but it's mainly because of the other name that is there. It's Hugh Jackson, who is endorsed <laughs> by Marvin Lewis, who has been fired. So I don't know why his endorsement matters at all. And I don't get how Marvin
2: Lewis was there as long as. But wait,
0: was hold there. on, He's Hugh a Jackson, okay guy. How one, what, at, how Obama got Every secondary. single time that we bring up Hugh Jackson, I talk about how in God, someone had a job. After a one-win season and then a zero-win season. And then I looked up his career winnings today as a head coach. He's 11, 44, and 1. He's what, 1 for 4. What? What, what is he one still four. in this I'm head five. coaching candidate carousel? Maybe we can have this debate if, if it was for you. an offensive or defensive coordinator position. I don't know. You well, can, you why. You can tell me that. It, sir. We could say, yes, he deserves to be a coordinator. He's still an NFL pedigree. Mm-hmm. But for a head coach? The fact that any team is considering this, oh, I don't even get me. Oh my god, I have your.
1: Here's the reason why he is a number one pick specialist. If you want a head coach to come in there and get you the number <laughs> one pick in the draft, he would do that <laughs> we're for you.
0: a rebuild,
1: Andy Dolan, not gonna work you. It's kind of like when, you, when you sign Jay Cutler. You know he's going to get you four <laughs> wins at the most. If you need draft picks, has you sign basketball. Jay Cutler.
2: Do you really have to sign someone, though, to tell you, yeah, draft yes. two in next year with the yes. number one pick? Yeah. Do it. <laughs> you gotta Do pay it. He's a
1: specialist dollars. in losing. If Hard, sign me. If hard, hard. Knocks top hard hard. me, one, I'll take half a million. But here's the thing, Corbin. You lose, but he loses so hard. He loses so hard. They might even get hard knocks out of this. I,
2: I wouldn't even be as good as him at losing. Is Corbin. Is that what you're saying? Corbin. You lose, but then it's Hugh Jackson, special let's lose more. You
1: don't
0: understand. <laughs> Hugh Jackson has mastered the skill of losing. This <laughs> is special concentration. Right. Here is a practice. He could get and them Tua and Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> He's bad. <so laughs> at the bad. same time. I feel like
2: I'd go 0-16, but Hugh Jackson would find a way to do even worse. You'd call a streak uh, play on
0: third down and score a touchdown, and you'd be like, one win. <laughs> Oh my god! I I can't even believe that he's in this carousel. But I'm going. I'm going to make my pick now. Vance Joseph. I think they're going to take him because they don't have a lot of interest elsewhere and i really don't think they're stupid enough to make Hugh Jackson their coach i 100%, 100% think Jackson. they are i think he is going to be my pick for
1: their coaching job go with
2: Hugh Jackson. it's God, odd guys. that
1: they interviewed him and for that odd reason is why i think
2: he's going to be the head coach God, guys, that going with him crazy. because how do you have marvin lewis as your head coach for 15 years did he win a playoff game i don't think he won a playoff game in 15 years well he had carson palmer for a little bit didn't and he? they never won a playoff game oh shit yeah oh, really, really and yet he was there for 15
0: years maybe if he, he's the type of coach that when you look back you're like oh He must have done all right. And
1: then you look at the (laughs) stats and like damn shit.
0: Yeah. So we're gonna move on to the Cardinals. There isn't a lot of set interviews yet for them, but Cliff Kingsbury, who is the offensive coordinator at USC right now and was previously Former Texas Tech. Texas Tech Tech and has brought out Case Keenum Baker Mayfield, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. So he's a
1: very good young coach. He's like I would in say his early he's been 30s. known
0: as quote unquote yeah. a quarterback whisperer for 30s. the college. He and looks really young. Yeah. His wins loss isn't too great in college, but, but his
2: offense. Which they is think what you're he's
0: hired. got a special yeah. eye for quarterbacks and developing. So this makes sense. And going to the Cardinals where you have Josh Rosen. I think this is a great fit, and I'm not even going to wait for them to interview anybody else. I'm going to go with him. I think that's going to be the jump that he makes to Arizona.
1: I agree. He's going to take a Sarkeesian-esque jump from not really being that good of a college coach to being an NFL coordinator slash head coach because Sarkeesian was popping Xanax at USC and then was the coordinator for a minute, and then he's the offensive yeah. coordinator for the Atlanta
2: Falcons. So, look at what happened to him. Out of a job now. So
1: for that reason, I mean, He's a, a quarterback whisperer, yes, but at Texas Tech, he really was never anything special, never really led them to a super outstanding right. season. Botched the whole Baker Mayfield situation, led him to yeah. transfer and go right. to another school and a Heisman. So I think 100% if he gives any NFL job offer, like he's gone. As soon as I saw his names in NFL talks, I'm like, he's out because this yeah, is the he only shot. got hired by I SC like a week a or OC. two
2: weeks ago as the offensive coordinator. They wouldn't even give him the, the so keys. So selfishly, I'm hoping he doesn't get hired there, but realistically offensively at Texas tech they had one of the best offenses every year that he was the coach just defensively. I think one year is even the worst in the entire nation. You hire him as that coach, you know, okay, you're getting an innovative offensive mind. Just let the defense coordinator do their job. He Mm -hmm. can focus on offense. It makes sense if someone, especially like the Cardinals who you look at them, they don't really have much offensively. Larry Fitzgerald. We don't even know if he's David Johnson. Yeah, true. Christian Kirk. Yeah. But Rosen, I'm not as high on him as I was coming into the draft. I think of all the first-round quarterbacks, I'd probably put him number five out of the five, right? But I could definitely see him having a um, Jared
1: Goff-esque second year where he comes onto the league next year and just destroys it. I could see a lot of improvement next year. They weren't very excited Depends a lot on the coach. I think he's a very moody football player, too. Moody in the sense that when they're losing, he seems to, like, not care that they were losing. He didn't seem as invested as I'd like someone to see, but to his defense, with all of the nothing going around, there wasn't really anything to be Mm -hmm. interested about. I mean, to me, the most interesting part of that team is how good of a person Larry Fitzgerald is. That's the only thing I can seem to talk about the Cardinals. I
0: saw a thread on Twitter and said, I'm going to start with me. Let's all name an athlete that I know nobody hates. It's impossible to hate. My pick's Larry Fitzgerald. I thought about it. I said, there's literally not one athlete that I can think of right now that is more universally loved than Larry Fitzgerald.
1: He bothers me because his teeth are so perfect and I can't <laughs> not stare. Yeah, it's like, you're so beautiful, bro.
0: And like, I don't
1: know, dude. He has like the Hillary Duff, like, perfect. I don't know, do you guys see that when he talks? It's oh like, my. bro, your
0: orthodontist is A1. <laughs> he keeps going back on the DVR. Look at the smile, Nicole. Look at the smile. <laughs> so we have the Jets as our next team that we're going to talk about. Mike McCarthy is set to interview with them later on in the week. I believe it might be Friday. And then you also have Cliff Kingsbury who would be the other team he has his name floating around. I'm going to ask you, Corbin,
2: first, who you think is going to end up being the Jets coach? Or do we not know yet? I just think it's Too early. I know they only have McCarthy and Kingsbury lined up so far, but there's tons of other people. Yeah, they're going to have more than just two. You don't hire a head coach two interviews in unless there's someone who is the clear cut candidate, which in the Jets' case, there just isn't. They're the team most likely
1: to hit the second round of the carousel.
2: Yeah, and I think the Jets, it's. An interesting position because, obviously, it's in New York who wouldn't want to go coach there. But they don't have a ton. I mean, Sam Darnold looked good during stretches, but also bad during stretches. I mean, their defense, the, their defense they, have they have different uh, parts. Jamal Adams. They, and Williams. They,
0: yeah, they got yeah. some parts of that defense that are attractive, too. I mean, obviously, it's not the... Worst job or the best job. I think it's the most mm-hmm. neutral. Yeah.
2: I mean, they have the most cap room in the NFL, yeah. so, so that team that could look a lot different. Yeah.
0: So let's talk the Bucks And the Buccaneers, this one's actually really cool because the news that I have read about the Bucks, it's Notre Dame's Brian Kelly seems to be a name that, I don't they, see him that they have interest in. And you got to wait for the second one. John Harbaugh. John They're interested in acquiring him via trade from the Ravens because he would have one more year of his contract. I can't imagine a coach getting traded to a team and expecting him to be the guy for you. You go and pick, you interview for a bunch of positions, you go and pick a team. I feel like you're excited you have a plan that you presented. If a team trades for you, imagine showing up on your first day at work and just being like, "I fucking hate this. Like, I don't, know. I don't even. Who is that? Number seventy six? Like, you have no idea. You're just so upset. You were like killing it with that defense in Baltimore, and then all of a sudden you wake up and yeah, you're in you're in Florida, but you sit there in the Bucks locker room and Jameis is like, "Eat a dub, eat a dub, eat a dub,
1: you coach, eat a dub." And he's just like, "I just want to kill myself. Like, is that how it works?" It's weird. It's like coaches. what players yeah. have to go through every single time they get traded, but but it's, now but they're the guy yeah. that you have to. It's a much bigger to. impact
2: if the coach is happy, But it's weird. I know there's been at least one other coach. I forgot who it was. That's been traded in the NFL. I know that the Clippers traded a first round pick for Doc Rivers whenever he went from the Celtics to the Clippers. So it's happened before. I gotta think though that if he were to be traded to the Buccaneers or anyone else. The Buccaneers have to at least have a conversation with them before they do that. No, nope, no, nope. no, you should. No, first, oh no, no interview at all. Welcome. Coach. Coach. Get on the wall, you, Have you
1: been to Tampa?
2: <laughs> no.
1: You will need the best negotiator in the world to get him to willingly go to Tampa. Back there. With that team, it's hot. You eat a dub all yeah, day yeah, down the there. Old James Winston. I'd rather die. And they have a giant cannon that shoots every single time. If you've ever been to a sporting venue... Every time they venue, score,
2: which isn't that much.
1: Any team that shoots a cannon after a score should be <laughs> illegal. And they, You want to change the Washington Redskins? Change every pirate mascot. Any team that has a cannon, <laughs> outlaw that. No,
0: I'm not trying to get PTSD playing left tackle. <laughs> So we have some other names I'm going to list. Obviously not a bunch of interviews lined up quite yet, but a lot of names that have been floating around. Adam Gase, of course, coach for the Dolphins or ex-coach. Todd Bowles, ex-coach for the Jets. Bruce Arians, used to coach for the Cardinals. Some other names would be Chuck Pagano, like we said. Eric Bahimi from the Chiefs, their offensive coordinator, he has interest everywhere. So that's a guy... That seems to be a hot name. Saints tight end coach and assistant head coach. Dan Campbell interest pretty much everywhere as well. And Bears defensive coordinator Vic Fangio, he's got a Broncos meeting on Monday. So that's pretty much the whole list that we've seen of names flying around so far. By our next episode, we'll have a little more clarity for some of these jobs. Some of these guys will have already been hired. It's too early for a lot of these teams, but at least we have some of these head coach interviews done.
2: Before we end, we just wanted to bring up the updated Super Bowl odds. So leading the odds are the Saints at plus 240, which means if you bet... $100. $100 if they win the Super Bowl you would win 240 bucks. Rams are second at +435, Chiefs third at +470, then the Patriots at +650, Bears at +675 and no other team is above +1300. So I'll be betting at least $200. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Put your money on an L.A. team if you're going to go with our predictions. We're going with an all-L.A. Super Bowl for these two guys here. Mm-hmm. For me, it's going to be Rams and Chiefs. But Yeah,
2: I mean, going by our predictions, they have the Chargers at plus 1500 So Christian bet 100 on the Chargers. Yeah, let's all put some, all put some money
0: down. Let's just see. All right, guys, we want to thank you for tuning in to NFL Unwrapped. We want to thank our sponsors at Jersey Express. You can get 10% off using promo code PULSE. About to unveil NFL jerseys, they got NBA, NCAA. So make sure you go on there, use promo code PULSE, and check out the Pulse Podcast Network at Pulse Pod Network on Twitter. You can check us out on Twitter at NFL Unwrapped. Follow me on Twitter at Perry Aston. You can follow Christian on Twitter at McGowan75 and Corbin on Twitter at Corbin Unwrapped. Thank you guys so much, and we'll catch you guys next time.